The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! Almost ahead of the curve today. Close, but no cigar. All right, I think we got everything posted. Ben, if you could just bring me up a little bit, that'd be great. little on-air production. Dude, I've been doing this 30 years, and I'm still doing on-air production, so it doesn't really matter, I guess. Hi, how you guys doing? My name is Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, at top two guys smoke shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And as uh, always, at the beginning of the month, we have our Methuen Mayor's Report with Methuen Mayor Neil Perry, who, you know, we knew because he was a nice guy when he got elected that there'd be no controversy once he took office and that everybody was going to be on Team Methuen and everything was going to work out together. It was going to be rainbows and unicorns because everyone was going to work together and put Methuen first. How'd that work out there, Mayor? Super. Yeah, really? Super. Not yeah. from what I'm watching on TV every every other Monday night. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get there, Tom. We're going to get there. Yeah, no, you, no, you're not. I'm a big believer. I got news for you. Yeah. You're really not. There are always going to be people who make their ply and trade in politics to be the naysayer, yep. to be the contrarian, to be the guy on the other side, no matter what. You could propose saving babies from burning buildings and Jessica McCarty and Sabra are voting no. It doesn't matter what <laughs> you could, it doesn't matter what it is you do. It could be a brand new multi-billion dollar casino that's not going to cost anybody any money. And they'll say somehow you've got a hand in it. We have to vote no. You're not following the right procedure. <laughs> the procedure is not being followed correctly. Yeah. So uh, I'm willing to make a bet. Okay. And, and your producer here, mm-hmm. uh, that I, if two years from now, we aren't in a much better spot, Methuen, I will buy you both dinner at the place of your choosing. Well, nobody's disputing that, you, that you're going to bring Methuen to a better place. Yeah. It's just that no matter what you do, you're always going to have two or three people, maybe more, who are going to be kicking the crap out of you because that's their play and trade. Like, they've got to be the contrarian. They have to show... You know, like they're holding people accountable. So it's all grandstanding. We know that, but it works. Well, I got a few eight-one votes there, so I'm not. That's complaining, true. That's you know. true. We'll talk about so, some of those. Yeah, we will. So um, you've been a lot May- to talk about. You, so we're we're beginning of March, mm-hmm. and you um, have been in the job now a full two months. Well, right, eight weeks this at the end of this week. Okay, yeah. all right, That's nothing. Fine. I'm- Eight enjoyable weeks, different every day. I is it really job. that enjoyable? Because when I Absolutely. watch those meetings, it does not seem enjoyable. <laughs> well, so I'm a human being, and I'm subject to emotion like anybody else. So, um, and you know, it's funny because um, I had a conversation with somebody this morning that I, I won't disclose who, um, and that person's a resident of Methuen. And asked me a question about, you know, and I said, part of the problem is uh, we've got to get people past thinking this is, we're voting on this because Neil brought this versus, right? right? So we've got to get the city of Methuen to the point where we talk about, is there merit to what we're doing or not? Right. And not have emotional outbursts around specific topics because, um, and as you see me talk about on Facebook, facts beat emotion every day of the week, mm-hmm. right? Every day that ends in Y, facts 
beat a motion. I've got a suggestion for you. Go ahead. Now, I know you had a hard time getting a vote out of Mike uh, Samad the other day. Uh-huh. I, got a, I, got, I got an easy trick for you. Any, anytime you want Mike Samad's vote, this will work 100% of the time. You have somebody leak to him that Greg Gallant wants the opposite of what you want, <laughs> and he'll come in. He'll come streaming in. If Greg Gallant, if the superiors want it, then I'm voting yeah. no. So, yep. you know, you, people have their own kind of agendas, yep. and some of them admit it, and yep. I give those people a lot of credit. Jim McCarty admitted to me one day, he's, no, I've got an agenda. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I always admire that, the honesty. Yep. Yep. And then everybody, and then everybody says, no, I'm just doing what's good for Methuen while they're pushing their agenda. So, I mean... Yeah, you and Jim were close there during my inauguration. Yeah, yeah, we, we were chatting. Well, he he does this thing like he he thinks like this has never been done before in politics. Which, uh, which by the way, a lot of people in Methuen politics thinks what they're doing is so unique that it's mm-hmm. never been done before. So he basically followed me around all night so he could interrupt my conversations and stop me from being affected. He, he thought I was there lobbying people. And mm. So he kind of followed me around and tried to throw a monkey wrench into it. And I just let him do it because, quite frankly, I don't live in Methuen. I'm not affected by any of these things. There are people who will call me and ask me, hey, can you help me out with this? Or can you, I need to vote for that. Or can you talk to some of your other friends on the council? And I'm happy to facilitate that. But I, I don't make one more dime one way or the other, whether you get something passed through the council or not. I don't get one advantage one way or the other, whether you, know, you succeed or you don't succeed. So all your naysayers, they all jump on me, too, because yeah. I'm not kicking the crap out of you. Yeah. They want me to come in here every week and just kick the crap. And sometimes I Fine. do. Yeah. Right, like, uh, like they, they call me your puppet, but I don't yeah. remember anybody else in the entire Mary Mac Valley calling you to task for hiring Tom Lucier, who I like. Ooh. I just think it was, a, I think it was politically a bad move. Um, and you're welcome to your opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we saw what happened with the council president vote that had yep. a lot to do with it. Yep. Uh, I mean, by the by the council's own admission. Yep. Um, and so I was just trying to avoid that when I when I uh, when I called you to task on that. Yep. But no matter what the facts seem to be, that doesn't really seem to matter. People have their own narrative. They're going to push their own narrative. And it, like you said, it doesn't matter what the facts yep. are. Yep. And so so let's start with the most re- – so there's a lot to talk about this month. Can we talk right? about how Steve Saber cost the city $48,000? No, I don't want to start with that. No, can we can't I wanna, talk, I wanna, can't do that? I, let, we'll come back to we'll, – let's talk about the treasure collector because that's the most recent thing. Okay. Because I, I, there's so many things this month I made a list, as you saw. Right? So when you say treasure collector, the city, was, city put uh, yeah. word out – that you were going to hire a city treasurer slash collector, yeah. tax yeah. collector, yeah. and you did what? How did you do that? Okay, so so here's the process, uh, just so people know. And, and I'm going to be as transparent as possible. So we advertise that all the places where people are telling us to advertise it now. Not in the Valley Patriot, I noticed, and, by the way. No, and, and by the way, I should be mad at you because I don't have an add-in for the 60th Well, you didn't, answer, you didn't answer me so, when I, I sent you a text and you I never was busy. answered me. I was busy. I know, but it's and, not my fault. I now, wasn't going to put it in if you just didn't say yes. What will the conspiracy theorists think right. now that I don't have right. an add-in? Well, you know what we'll can, do? We, can we draw one in? We can, we can sell you a full page in the program at the Bash on March 27th. You got a deal. Okay. You got a Sounds deal. good. All right, so um, the treasurer collector, let's get back to, because this is where I begin talking about facts beat emotion every day of the week. So um, we had a group of individuals conduct interviews. We posted a, a requisition um, to hire a treasurer collector because the previous treasurer collector left the position before I took office. I reached out to Mayor Jajuga and to a personal friend of mine, Angus Tafaro, and Anna, by the way, watching this, love Anna. I worked with her in the Lawrence amazing. schools. She's amazing. When I was in the Lawrence School Committee, she worked for the Lawrence Schools. She was probably right. one of the easiest person to work with. Yeah, and she's a thirty-year veteran employee, 
a certified treasure collector, just so people know, and, mm -hmm. and uh, this is not a dig at anybody in the council, who got her certification while she was doing the job. While she was doing the job. And so uh, for the conspiracy theorists out there, I just want to explain. So calling the counselors in to talk to them was something I did willfully and knowingly. And here's why. Well, it's a conspiracy now. No, it's, it's backroom <laughs> deals. No, no, you met with a counselor. It's a backroom deal. No. So uh, I, I haven't been hibernating for several years. And that's one of the reasons I ran for mayor. And I do understand that the environment is hypersensitive to lack of certification and that past practices uh, may have not been the best. Let's mm -hmm. put it that way. But uh, I, I don't know what the citizens of Methuen think about this. I can't hop in a DeLorean and go back and fix it. That's not going to happen. But the treasurer collector position, we advertise on the Mass Municipal website. We advertise on the Mass Treasurer Collector's website. We advertise in papers and on, you know, Monster and those things. And we got 12 applicants. And out of those 12 applicants uh, who were interviewed by a panel, not by me. So this is not, let's, what's Neil want to do with the, it's what's the right thing to do for the city. Well, we all know you told the, that, that uh, panel who to pass. No, I didn't. So, um, including that 30-year certified treasurer collector, they interviewed uh, a number of the candidates, and they didn't bypass any. So that's the other, let's stick to facts. No one got bypassed. They were interviewed. That group recommended two finalists for me to interview because I have, you know, among my edicts, if you will, is that I will do the final interview on any uh, department head position. As it should be. You're going to be the CEO of the company. You should have the last two. Correct. Um, so I saw the two, one of whom was a previous coworker of the CAFO. Okay. And the other was an internal candidate. When I finished the interviews, uh, I, when I went into the interviews, I wasn't convinced that what the panel had recommended to me was correct. When I finished the interviews, I thought they did it right. And so I looked and saw um, that we had a candidate who did not have certification. And by the way, all 12 applicants, zero had certification. Uh, a lot of people are talking about associate's degree versus bachelor's degree. We had a council say, we need a CPA in this job. That's wrong. That's not who does this. A CPA is not going to take a pay cut and come do treasure right. collector. My brother's, also, my brother's a CPA. He wouldn't take that job in Methuen for, if you doubled the salary. He yeah, wouldn't take I it. I agree. Because of the political baloney that goes on. So, so on top of that, we had another council, and I'm not going to name, say, we didn't get to see the resumes of the other uh, candidates. Well, that's a misunderstanding of your role as a council. That's correct. Council does oversight. Right. The management is done by the city, hall, the department heads, and the mayor. Right. And so, why um, why would they get to see the resume? They're not the mayor, and they, they all want to be mayor. Not all of them, but most of them want to be mayor. Well, and, and all I'm, so we the the part that that worries me a little bit is we had just had a training from the inspector general's office, all of us together. And none of them paid attention. Where they cautioned us about know your role. Right. All right, we'll come back to that when we talk about indemnification. Know your role. And so um, I called the councils in, and I hope Steve Gillis is watching this because I, I like Steve personally. He's a, good, he's a good guy. I just think sometimes he's wrong. He, he's wrong in this case. And, and we can agree to disagree. In, in my world, that's okay. Right. But here's the deal. So I understood that the, the atmosphere is hypersensitive to certification, uh, I wanted to talk to the counselors and make sure that they understood this is different. And let me explain. 
Before I talked to them, I called the Mass Treasurer Collectors Association. I talked to two people, the president and the lady who administers the trading part. And I asked them both, you know, why didn't I get any certified treasure collectors? Answer, both from them and Mass Municipal, there is a, a vast shortage of certified treasure collectors in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. There are a number of openings on MMA. Don't take my word for it. Go out and look. Um, and many cities, Boston, Cambridge, Lawrence, have uncertified treasure collectors because the certification process is something you work on after you get the job. You get into the job, you get the experience, and then you go for the certification. It's three years to become a certified uh, collector and an additional two to become a certified treasurer. And th the courses are laid out. I also asked them, <coughs> excuse me, um, could we expedite the courses? And they said, no. It's laid out this way for a reason, so that the candidate has time to work in the job and acquire the right. knowledge. Okay. So remember, this individual had four years' experience in the treasurer's office, so it's not like he was completely inexperienced. It's not like I'm hiring a cousin or a relative of somebody. There was no political pressure to hire him. He was simply the best candidate. In fact, the easier thing for you to do would be to hire the person close to the CAFO. Correct. Because then you'd have the backup of the CAFO on Correct. that. And, and you went the other way. And to her credit, the CAFO thought that this individual was the better candidate. Okay. Right? That's not an aspersion on the other lady who applied. Okay. Long story made short, uh, the Friday before, uh, my admin set up the uh, series of three council meetings. And all those meetings before is so I could talk to them about what that process is I just explained. I instruct them, go to MTCA, talk to MMA, find out about the certification process before you vote. I didn't say, you must vote for me, right. because it's not me. It's not for me, right? I, I don't look at these. It's not me getting my way. And if people are viewing it like that, that's mistake number one. Well, there's a lot of people on the council, if not most people on the council, are still fighting the last election. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of just trying to run the city. Yeah. So, long story made short, I did talk to the councilors in groups of three. Um, you know, they, I gave them the information to go out to look at the various websites and ask the questions. A couple of councilors, most noticeably Council Ferretra, went out and did their homework. And they talked to the people. And they said, if you will, look, don't take my word, look at the tape. I was going to vote no, but when I talked to MTCA, they said, that's not the way it works. Right, that's the standard. Um, so um, I would not have brought that appointment to the council if I didn't think it was, had a chance of passage. And in my mind, I thought it was going to pass. So that's the, you know, the part that you learn every day. But I'd say this to you. Um, you know, when I give my word, I keep my word, always, positively or negatively. And so, um, you know, you had a couple people on the council get very emotional during the thing and talk about, you know, this being a slap in the face. That's wrong. That's just plain wrong. It's not a slap in the face. It's about understanding what the requirement is. You can't compare an apple to an orange and say that they're, they're different. This one's, why aren't they the same? They're mm -hmm. not. And so I can't go back and make up for the superintendent. I can't go back and make up for the auditor. Um, 
a couple people who've commented on social media have confused this role with the auditor. They're not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I sit here and say, you know, somebody said, you know, you're pretty, you know, brazen and you're, you know, calling people. Listen, leadership requires that you stick to your values when you believe you're doing what's right. And I sit here and say, the council made a decision. That's their prerogative. I live within it. Uh, I believe I went to the council with the right prerogative. The bigger question will be, if we don't get a certified candidate this pass around, what then? Right. Right? What do we do then? Do we, do we redo the, the emotional argument? Because uh, it, it's wrong. What you should do is you should put Jim McCarty in charge of hiring the next person. Uh-huh. Let him do it. Let him do all the work. Let him make the recommendation. Pick whoever he wants. With and all, see, and, see, how, and res- see how it works. With all due respect to the chair, that's not his job. I understand that. But I don't think you're going to get it passed any other way. The guy wants to be mayor. I don't think he does. No? No. But maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I could, wouldn't be the first time I'm wrong. So that's the treasurer collector. I, you know, stand here. Where are you? He wasn't the only council who got emotional. Right. There was at least one other council that got emotional. And that's, that emotion is, is wrong-suited. The, what we have to show the city is disagree with me, but disagree respectfully. Right. Right? Talk about it. Talk about why. The biggest, the yeah. biggest problem, and I tried to explain this to Jessica, who she was very nice last night to show up at TMF Family Dinner for the Homeless. It's one thing to disagree with me. It's another thing to question my motives. It's another thing to say, well, you're doing this because you're being hateful or you're a bad person. Right. And the biggest problem I see in Methuen politics, and again, this is exactly the dynamic going on in 1990 in Lawrence, right before Lawrence collapsed, is if someone disagrees with you, it doesn't make them a bad person. Correct. That doesn't mean that they're being evil or they're scheming or it's a backroom deal. Sometimes you can just disagree. You and I disagree on Tom Lucier. By the way, and I like Tom Lucier, right? But we disagreed because I saw the political winds heading in a different direction, and I knew you were going to pay a price for it. But you didn't call me the next day and say, you son of a bee, how, how dare you? I was thinking um, it. Okay, well, no, that's fine, no, but I'm you didn't kidding. say it. And you didn't call me and say, what are you on the other side now? What no. were you paid off no. by Saber and McCarty? No. no but so on the other end, I just I would caution the people who consider themselves yeah. your adversaries yeah. to stop questioning people's motives. We saw it in that Methuen Onion before so, it finally collapsed. So, so I love that you said, so, uh, you know, if, if there's a resident Methuen who disagrees with me, that is their Right. Right. Right, and they can express that to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm trying to do is take the culture from where it is, which is a lot of chatter on social media, and move it to a more open discussion. I, I had an event the other night that we thought we advertised pretty well called Spill the Tea with the Mayor. Mm-hmm. And about a dozen people showed up, and they got to ask any topic. And, and for those that, are, that didn't see it, we put it out there on February 25th that we were going to hold it March 3rd. We're going to have them in numerous places all over the city, right? It's part of – so I'm going to talk about my goals later. It's put, Spill the tea is just like doing the podcast. So people say, why would you do the podcast with Tom Duggan? And my answer to them is it's all part of an integrated communication strategy to me, right? I gave you my word, and I'm going to keep my word. Um, I did my first – And it's killing you, I can tell, but you are doing it, so <laughs> no, I give you credit. Not, so it, um, I did my first MCTV show. How'd that go? Uh, it went well. Um, there's some debate over the title. Um, a certain individual has filed a legal paper against me claiming ownership of the name. Or what's the name? Um, I don't want to say. 
Oh, you can't say anymore now because I, I can't say right now okay. until we figure it out. But I'm I'm looking at my options legally. Okay. Um, so th- that show is out there. You should call it Methuen today. Uh, no, I would just, um, call it Loop Weekly. But I guess what I'm trying to say is whether it's this podcast or my show on MCTV or Spill the Tea, or you know, one of the goals you're going to see is we're, we're starting up these neighborhood programs um, in advance of something that I'm going to do related to. Uh, Gangs. There was a shooting last mm. night in Methuen. I'm sure you're probably aware I actually of it. did not know. I was kind of off last okay. night. Okay. It was on French Street. Um, and, and I want to tell the citizens of Methuen's I've been thinking about that for a while, and we think we've got a plan to approach okay. it. And I'm going to release some articles into the media and then take it to council and talk about what we're doing, all right, what we plan to do. Um, but anyways, um, so part of it is I don't have adversaries in the city of Methuen. I've got people that disagree with me on social media, and that is their right. Um, but you do have adversaries, because like I said, if, if you yeah. put forward the greatest I, thing in the world, there's at least three councils that would find a way to vote now. I, I'm going to fu- – so over time – so I, I would say this to you. So coming out of the last – and it's longer than two years. Coming out of the last four years, there's difficulty with trust mm-hmm. in the city of Methuen. And there's been this – and I keep saying this – we, they approach, but the council has to watchdog the administration – and um, some of the councilors are struggling with that. Um, I, I can tell you, everything I do for the city is going to be an open book. And people can ask and, and talk about it. Have I had people tell me I should be stronger and you know hit some people who are perceived to be adversaries? Yeah, but I'm not going to do that. Right? Because that's not my style. I, and, that, and that's I, too bad because there's at yeah, least one or two of too them. Too bad. <laughs> no, well, listen, I mean, just being serious. Yeah. There's at least one or two of them that will take advantage of every opportunity they can to to mislead and deceive yeah. the public. Yeah. And it's great once in a while, even from a nice guy like you who doesn't yeah. want to get involved in conflict, for a guy like you to step up and go, hey, you know what? Let's just put a stop to this right now and put them in their place. So, so don't confuse um, wanting to collaborate with um, no spine. So... I am a stubborn Irishman, so when met with resistance, you know what you know what we do, right? Mm-hmm. We dig in, mm-hmm. and so I, I would tell you that I expect some resistance on certain topics. Um, it's incumbent upon me, is what I'm saying, to make sure I've explained it to the public so that the public understands and motivates the council to do the right thing. But what we have to stop, Tom, what we all have to stop is adversarial. This is, and I look out at my good friend, there, this is not a battle of good versus evil. Methuen is a great place. We have got to move it forward, and to move it forward, it takes, it takes trust, right? And, and, you know, conspiracy theories, thinking that there's something behind every bush is not going to help us, right? right? And so that's, that's my whole style, and, and, you know, maybe that means I'm a one-term mayor. I agree with your friend, by the way. I think in, in a lot of cases, it is good versus evil because yeah. you've got certain people who are looking to purposely deceive the public in order to make you look bad. Yeah, and maybe. it's not about the city. It's not maybe. about that they really believe what you're doing is wrong for the city. It's that they want to make you look bad. They're looking forward yeah. to another election in the future. They're yeah. grandstanding for that. And I really do think in a lot of cases, not every case, yeah. but in a lot of cases, it really is a good versus yeah. evil type of yeah. thing. Yeah. So uh, I would tell you that uh, I'm not viewing it that way. And if that restricts me to being a one-term mayor, so be it. I believe that by the end of the two years, we're going to have accomplished enough that people will say, these guys, they, they, they put a list together. And I'm going to talk about my goals. 
before we get off the program. Mm-hmm. And, and they started achieving some stuff, mm-hmm. right? And so to your point, do I need counsel to go with me? I do. I do. But I believe that, you know, people are going to see and start to kind of move the counsel forward. I really do. Um, so that's my sh- my spiel on the treasure collector. I have nothing to hide. My 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 book is open, and any resident. So I say this to Steve. This is what I said to Steve Gillis. Don't snipe at me on Facebook. If you want to talk, come to one of these spill the teas and address it in front of other residents. I'm okay. I I am okay with that. Say I think you did a boneheaded thing there, Mayor. That's fine. That you're welcome to your opinion. I'm not going to take you out and duke you out. I'm too old for that now. Right. Um, but the, I, I keep going back to the opening. Facts have to rule the day. Emotions can't rule the day. And if don't take my word, go look at that meeting again. Emotions ruled the day. Yeah. Right. If if people had done their homework, they would have understood that this job is different. Right, and so uh, so they disagreed. I'm not sitting there sulking over it. I said I wouldn't, and I'm not. Right, right. Um, I think one of the things that that people need to look at, the public needs to look at, is not just how things are working. In see, I, I I'm in a, I'm in a very unique position because I cover 38 cities and towns. Yeah, I was involved in Lawrence politics. I sat on the Lawrence School Committee. I, I worked on political campaigns all over the Merrimack Valley, North Andover, Methuen, North Reading, Andover. So I have the advantage that a lot of people in Methuen don't have, yeah. and I've been able to see how does Lawrence do this? How does Haverhill do this? Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the tax collector treasurer situation, you did what every other community does, mm-hmm. right? When it comes to, for example, the police chief negotiating the contract for their, for the superior officers or the patrolmen, Lawrence does the same thing. Haverhill does the same thing. It's not illegal. It's not a backroom deal. It's yeah. not self-dealing. It's the way that it is in other communities. And I think if a lot of people just, before before they jump to conclusions that what's being done must be bad because we have missing information, so we're just going to fill it in with the bad stuff. Yep. And just what is, just just call someone in Lawrence. Call one of the Lawrence city councils and say, hey, does your police chief negotiate with the patrolman? Does your police chief do? It was your tax collector treasurer certified when you hired them. Right. And just find out what's going on in the other communities. And I think a lot of the pettiness that's going on would go away yep. by most people, I think. You'll always have a few. And then you can concentrate on the things that are like that are really going on. Yep. So let's move on to our next topic, if I can. I'm, I'm right. like I'm not coaching you today. Do you have to do your sponsors? I, I have to do my sponsors. Right, See, was reading my mind. Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, we want to thank our, our sponsors. We've got a lot of sponsors on yeah. the show, and there's more coming too. Uh, McLennan Real Estate, Matt and Sam McLennan, and and, and Janet. And Janet. Janet. I'm going to yeah, yeah, marry yeah. her yeah. someday. Um, <laughs> a- AFC. I hope Alan doesn't know that. A- well, no, he doesn't know. Uh, and I'm, by the way, I've been sharing on my page some of their properties that they list because if you're going to advertise or support us, we're going to support you on every platform that we have, whether it's Twitter. Facebook, yeah. LinkedIn, whatever. Yeah. Uh, AFC Urgent Care uh, in Methuen in North Andover. I've been to both of them, although I've been to the one in Methuen more. Um, always in and out in like under half an hour. Like seriously, five minutes to wait to see a doctor, maybe 10 at most, and then you're out in 15 minutes after you see the doctor. Uh, Marku Towing, we love uh, 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 Mr. Marku. Um, and by the way, if he's watching, I had a, an offer. Somebody called me and said, do you think he'd be willing to work for another company in New Hampshire, uh, somebody who owns a tow company in New Hampshire is looking for drivers. And I guess they know, they found out that, you know, he's, he's looking for work. So, uh, he should, he should call me after the show and I'll try and facilitate that. Marsan and son construction, uh, the warm weather's coming and mm-hmm. you know, with, uh, roofs the way it's been a rough winter, you might need a new roof. You might need, uh, some help with your leaky basements. Give Marsan and son, 
uh, a call. The Methuen Police Superior Officers Union, which we're going to be talking a little bit about in a couple of seconds. Uh, Climate Design Systems. Boy, do we love Nina. We couldn't get her up here the other week. Were you here that week? We couldn't get her up? Man, she looked so good. I just wanted to have her on the show. This, uh, I'm telling you, the, 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 viewing, the viewers would have gone, our ratings would have gone through the roof if we yeah. had gotten her up here. Yeah, I don't think you should get a job in public service ever. No? No, no, no. no. I'm a serial sexual harasser. I'm just going to say it right up front. It's true. But see, when I was growing up, there was another word for that. It was called flirting. Okay. Okay? Today, yeah. you can't flirt. Otherwise, EEOC is going to come in. and he's making me flinch now. Uh, I'm getting all. Horizon Home Care. Um, uh, in Methuen, Borelli's Deli. I almost stopped to get us a couple of uh, ham and cheese He's the best. He is the best. And um, they not only have great meats, but they also have good hot subs. A great meatball sub, yeah. great chicken palm. And by the way, they're- Try the Neapolitan. I will try that. The, by the way, the veal, 90% of the places that you call, if you order a veal parmesan sub, a veal cutlet sub, you're not getting veal. You're getting, push, you're getting pounded pork. pork yeah. And if you go to Borelli's Deli, you get real veal. Yeah. You get real veal. And the yeah. only other place that I know that does that is Amici's in North Andover. So the Neapolitan is the cutlet with tomatoes, uh, fresh buffalo mozzarella, and a little, uh, what's the... Oh, God. Don't get old. The dark salad dressing. Uh, they put it on tomatoes a lot. Okay. With Caprizi. What's that dressing called? I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Did you awesome. see Joe? Did you see Joel when he was on Talking Food last week? I did not. Oh, he was great. We talked about a, a whole bunch of different restaurants. Well, I know. Film. One of his ratings in the paper was uh, Meal with Me at Miller's Tap. Yes. Hey, I, 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 you know, we, neither Joel or I are um, shy in the... Uh, Food? Eating department? Yes, yes. That's what I was trying to say. And the two of us could not finish the uh, pulled pork app. It was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I've been there now, I think, four times. Once with the Janas. Yeah. We couldn't finish any of the appetizers. Yep. Like, we ordered meals. We took them all to go because yep. the appetizers were so big and they were yep. so good. Yep. Um, okay, so we did the- We got uh, restaurant week coming up too soon. So when I, when I, is that? I, um I don't have the date in my head. I'll get it for you for, um, so that we can put uh, out on the website. Um, but I'm supposed to, I was supposed to have a meeting today. Um, as some of you know, my mom is in hospice, so my thoughts are with her while I'm here. Would she feel better if someone like me dropped by to say hello, or would it be a bad she thing? She would love it. Would she, she? would love it. Yeah. All right. Let's talk yeah. about that after the so. show. One more thing before we get back. We have a debate here in the Paying Attention podcast for the North End of a Selectman. Awesome. It is, uh, as you know- One of my good friends is running. Who? Laura Bates. No kidding. Yeah. Well, Laura Bates is, is the one that has not yet confirmed that she's coming. Mm. But I'm pretty sure they'll all end up being here. It's Chris Nobili, Luke Noble, but both names are spelled almost the same. Ooh. So that's going to be a very it's going to be interesting to see how that works. Laura Bates and Alyssa Koenig, I think is her name, and that's going to be on the 19th here at five o'clock. Uh, and we are looking for sponsors. So if you're north end of a business and you want to sponsor, even if you're not a north end of a business and you want to sponsor that debate, please let me know. It's two hundred dollars, and uh, we will promote the living crap out of you the way we did during your debates when you were running for uh, running for mayor in the last election. Yep. Also, want to promote uh, the the Valley Patriots' sixteenth anniversary bash. If you can believe, I I I didn't think we were going to make sixteen weeks when we started the paper in two thousand four. My plan was start a paper; it'll probably fail. I'll have to go back to doing radio in Boston. And we are still here 16 years later, and now we do a charity bash every year on our anniversary. We give out scholarships to kids. Now, this is great because we have six scholarships this year. Mm. Uh, we're giving a scholarship to a kid from Lawrence High School, the junior ROTC program. 
We're giving a scholarship to a kid from the Greater Lawrence Vocational School. Thanks to Jessica Finicaro, who picks our kid every year, and hopefully we'll be giving that out this year. Um, we have a scholarship for a kid that goes to Whittier. We have our Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship. I don't know if you remember Dan Cody from Cody's Towing. Mm -hmm. Was killed on 495 last year, right before the bash. Uh, our friend Al Velo started that scholarship. Um, we have a Haverhill High School scholarship in the in the in the memory. This is his first her first year uh, of Michelle DeLuca, who passed away of cancer earlier in the year. And I went to school with Michelle, so her her brother Ken came over and said uh, he wanted to start that. And the Methuen Police Superior Officers Union, uh, they're coming back. They weren't with us the last two years. I think it had something to do with who the mayor was, <laughs> but uh, but they're coming back and they're going to do a scholarship for a. Uh, for the son or daughter of a police officer, which is yeah. which is always nice. So how can I get in on the scholarship part? Of uh, you just uh, write a check. I will. Make it lots of zeros, and in the memo oh, box, put Tom, Tom Duggan's Hot Tub Fund. That's, <laughs> that's, that's so are we giving any to Methuen High grads? Uh, there, no, there's no Methuen High School scholarship. If someone there wants, is now. Uh, all right. So now, here's the thing. Um, if we're going to do it, and you're going to kick in for it, yeah. Um, we have to have a process to pick the kid because, like the Cody scholarship, I picked the Volk scholarship. Jessica picks yep. um, the Whittier scholarship, the, the Haverhill High scholarship. Tim Wood is on the Haverhill School Committee. To, picks. You know, I'll talk to uh, Superintendent Kwong and uh, Cheryl Horand, um, and we'll we'll do the work. I'll donate the funds, and we'll have them do the. Right, I have two criteria yeah. if they're going to get a scholarship at my bash. Absolutely no social justice warriors. I'm going to be, I, I'm serious. I'm going to go through every Facebook and every Twitter uh, page by every applicant. Three years ago, we had a kid that we actually picked for the scholarship at Lawrence High School. And just by happenstance, I, I saw the name on Facebook and I went to his page. And the cover page was a picture of him with his middle fingers up that said F the police. And when it didn't say F, it said the whole word. Yeah. So he lost that scholarship because this is a room that is – this is a room where it's, being, it's filled by cops, firefighters, and veterans yep. because we're honoring cops, firefighters, and veterans. Yep. So no social justice warriors is all I ask. Okay. And the other, the other thing that I ask is I don't want a kid that's got 4,000 other scholarships. Yep. I don't want the kid at the top of the class that's got so many scholarships. He I want a kid – if Methuen's giving out 100 scholarships next year, give me the kid that's 101 or 102. Okay. I want a kid that could, really, that could really use the and money. And just to be clear, I'm sitting here thinking, so before people say, this, so this is not a city of Methuen contributing. Right. I'm going to give you a check from my, per, from my pocket. Right. right? Yeah. And that's how, we do, that's how we do all the okay. scholarships. We do yep. that. I'm fine with that. Um, so great. So we're going to be honoring police officers, firefighters, and veterans. If somebody wants to um, nominate a veteran, a police officer, or a firefighter for our awards, also, we have a community service award, but you really can't nominate anybody because I've already picked the two people that I want. I so, um, you had the sober house issue. Well, let me get, first. Okay. Let's All go right. to the superiors. Okay, I'll help you. So the Superiors did a podcast. Um, I'm going to keep saying the same thing I've been saying all along. So one of the things we've got to be careful about that you know goes back to our, our opening topic is a bad contract. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not a fan of the contract, and I want to make sure everybody clearly understands that. I'm not about making it bad people, right? So there's much to be proved. The arbitration is scheduled for the 10th, 11th, and 12th, and the city is preparing for arbitration. And there's, no, said, there's no way you guys can make it work out before that. I don't think so. That's, that's really too bad. Yeah, and I, I, so I say this to you. Um, you know, I watched the podcast with the superior officers, and uh, I'm not, you know, for what you would call the adversary. So, so to me, there were a lot of things on that podcast that um that bothered me uh-oh yeah 
So uh, you asked six times by my calculation. I think I, I think I was very fair and very tough. I with think that. you were, um, but you know they kept saying it's it's not on us to calculate a contract value, it's on the city, and so um, while there may be some grain of truth to that, I would say to you, would you ever sign a contract where you didn't know what you were going to be paid? Absolutely not. Right, and so to me, that wasn't exactly as truthful as it could have been. Right. Uh, I th- I think they could have said what the contract was worth range-wise uh, because, a- as you remember from the debates with uh, uh, Jennifer Canan and uh, Dan Shabilia and, and company, Don Riccio, uh, all good people, I had done the calculations. And since I've taken office, I've sat with the CAFO and my calculations were pretty accurate, mm-hmm. right? And and so the second piece. Can you that, tell us what that is? Uh, on the low end, it's four hundred thirty-five thousand. So that's you know, there's no disputing it. And and I would say, um, I'm going to hope against hope still that people didn't understand what happened. Let me explain. You have multipliers in their contract. So, and don't take my word for it. Read the Inspector General's report from February 2019. It spells it out. So you created a new calculation to calculate base pay right? that rolled in Quinn and a bunch of other things, vests and things like that. And then there was already an existing um, multiplier based upon um, grade. So if you're a sergeant, you're going to get I forget, 133% of what the highest paid patrolman get. If you're a lieutenant, you're going to get 126% of what the highest paid. Don't hold me to those what numbers. What their base is. Yeah. So the problem with that is you have now two multipliers happening, whereby um, if Mark is a patrolman, his Quinn is rolling into, you're getting paid as a sergeant on his Quinn pay, and then I'm your lieutenant, I'm getting paid on yours as a sergeant and his as a patrolman. That that can't be right, right? right? So sooner or later, we've got to get past all the emotion and I'm waving and stop the and get down to brass tacks. And so I was called out by one of the counselors for daring to meet with the... the well, you were supposed to get her permission. Well, and I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about who it is, so that's up to you. That's okay. So um, my obligation, just like it is on the next topic I want to do, is to protect Methuen citizens from the risk. Right. I am a homeowner. I am a taxpayer. I've raised four children in the city of Methuen. And my interests are like this, the interests of this, the residents of the city of Methuen. I, I don't want my tax bill to go through the roof. Right. That's ridiculous. So uh, I'm not trying to call out the superior officers saying evil people. What I am saying is bad contract. And I've been saying that all along. And if they're serious about negotiating, the, uh, getting rid of the multipliers, then we can talk before the arbitration. I just don't see that happening because I haven't been able to move them off of the MOU. So That's one of the things that they said, and it made yeah. a lot of sense when they were here, yeah. uh, so I want to address it with you. They said, you know, all of the other departments get, say, their Quinn bill as already part of their base pay. Yeah. And for the last 10 years, we've been asking for it, and we've been told, no, we've been given 0% raises, 0% raises before this contract, yeah. going back like maybe eight years or more. Yeah. And we kept getting told, when it gets better, when the economy gets better, we'll give you more. Yeah. We'll give you, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll work everything out. And now the economy's better and there's a little bit more money. And they're saying, well, now we're asking for it and everybody's saying yeah. no. So I guess, I guess uh, I'm going to say two things. So as someone who's negotiated a lot of contracts, one of the dangers of talking to people about 
a contract they negotiated is every negotiator points to the facts that support his or her argument. Right. And so, um, you know, there were already multipliers in that. The problem comes back to rolling the quin in. If that's the case, then get rid of the other multiplier and we're good. Right? So their salaries aren't at 107000 I can tell you that. Right? Um, what they said about some of the other contracts in the city not being 022, that is correct. But you got to understand, you can't use one fact uh, that employee A got 10% or 12%, I think they said on the. When employee A got 12%, it raised that employee to 107000 total. That's fair compensation for that job. I can't use that same logic to add 12% to drive with the two multipliers to get these guys up to 400. That's just not realistic. Right. Right. So, I'm, and again, uh, you know, I hope they're watching. I know they sponsor you. You know, I hope that doesn't impact your relationship I, with them. Listen, I, I, yeah. I, I'm friends with both sides. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times, like with, with Jessica and some other people, they don't understand when you're friends with both sides. You talk to both sides. Sometimes you say things they don't like. Yeah. But I'm friends with everybody. I try to be friends with everybody. I'd like to see this thing get resolved yeah. before it goes to arbitration yeah. because this is my fear. So would I. My fear is they go to court. The arbitrator looks at it and says the city council screwed up. Yeah. The mayor back then screwed up. The uh, auditor, Mr. Kelly, screwed up. The city solicitor should have done something that maybe he didn't do. And so because it was the other side that screwed up, we're going we're gonna to find in favor of the, of the superior officers. Yeah. And now you're going to lay people off. And yeah. I don't want I don't, I don't to see one cop get laid off. Yeah. I don't want to see one cop. In fact, if you ask me, and I'm out there. Yeah. I wasn't last night, but usually I'm out there when there's a shooting. Yeah. You need at least another 15, 20 cops, I think. Yeah, and, 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 I mean, it's a big we city. We need more than that. And so I say to the residents, and I'm coming to you with a, a program to put cameras everywhere, right? Not to infringe on your civil liberties, but to make sure we've got coverage. Because uh, that's what Lawrence has done very well. But just right? promise me you're not going to yeah. encrypt the scanner. I won't. Okay. I promise you. All right. All right. So l let's tie that. So uh, I sat with the superior officers twice. It didn't go anywhere. I couldn't get them past a certain set of numbers that I didn't think was realistic. So, we, you know, when the emails came out, it broke off. They broke it off. But I would tell you, they used the logic of, whatever. I forget the 12%, I think they said, that somebody got one of the city positions. And that's a true argument. But I would also look at you and say, factually, both Greg and um, Mr. Nolan, Attorney Nolan, very nice people, we're there, and I said, if you sign for 107000 after the 12% right now, I'll take it to council for you. So you can't use one fact when you're negotiating. You've got to look at the universe, and you can't compare. Again, go back to the – you can't compare an apple and orange and say they should be the same. Right. Right? They're not. They're just not. So that's the superior officers. We're, we're, we're headed for uh, arbitration. The city has been working very hard to prepare the people that are going. Um you know, um, do you have outside counsel for this? We do. Yeah, we do because um, uh, the city council is kind of sort of involved, right? And he'll be one of the people that uh, gets called to testify. So, having said that, you know, in one of these days, Tom, you know, we're going to take questions here from the audience. Right. So, well, I tried uh, to move the show to five so we could yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, and then we fun. ran into a problem. I guess they have cigar tastings here sometimes yeah. a little bit after yeah. five. So, but we're still trying to work it out so we yeah, can get it later or maybe just change the I would day. Love that. I would love that. If it's not Thursday, we might be able to do a five o'clock, uh, but you know. I'm open to any day. Okay. All right. So let's talk about indemnification. Are you sure you want to be hanging out with this sketchy journalist? Are you sure? Uh, you know, I, I, to me, life is like a giant jigsaw puzzle. 
And the diversity comes from each of us being little bit different shaped pieces. And when you put the whole thing together, it's really beautiful. Sounds right? sounds so pretty. <laughs> I knew you'd get that. All right, so let's talk about indemnification. Yeah, but let's please please do now before yeah. you before now, you. Now I should be mad at you because you you cost me some angst here, but I'm not. I do well. We'll talk about that. Please yeah. tell me what that is after. Yeah. Um, for the people at home, so yeah, city councilors and the mayor and city workers are already indemnified if they if if they get sued yeah. by doing something in the performance of their job. For example, yeah. if a cop shoots a bank robber, the bank robber doesn't sue the guy personally, he sues the city. Yeah. But if the cop rapes somebody in the backseat of his car, right. then you sue the cop. And you so, sue the in the city, yeah. but you but you sue the cop. Yeah. So the same thing applies with the city councilors. If they get sued or the mayor. Or the mayor for doing something in the commission of their job, usually yep. the city covers it. Yeah. But if they do something malicious, if they do something that's outside the scope of the job that they yeah. have, yeah. Such as Mr. Saber did during the I'm not, sober home. I'm not talking about. I'm just telling you what the court yeah. document said. Yeah. Yeah. What the court document said was that you know these quotes showed yeah. that the, there was bias yeah. against the disabled, and so now there's a possibility maybe that person sues yeah. individual counselors, and individual counselors are now looking for a, not indemnification but additional indemnification. Yeah. So that if they do something that's outside the scope of their job or that's malicious, yeah. they're still covered. And if yeah. you do that, if you allow them to do that, they're going to be up yeah. there slandering people every day. Uh, so, um, I mean, they're already doing it now. I don't think the indemnification is linked to the sober house, but but you know, you have your sources. I, I'm I'm going to talk about. Let's talk about the sober house. Sober house first. So first and foremost, um, nobody was irate when two councils went to the Eagle Tribune. And talked about how the mayor was dishonest, this mayor, and negotiated a settlement with the uh, uh, sober house, uh, blah, blah, blah. I had no part of that. That was settled long before. And, and by the way, in case anybody doubts, come see me in my office. I have all the emails that can prove this was settled in, by September of 2019. The outgoing mayor did not sign the settlement. And so two days into my term, a solicitor said, this has to be signed. Um, I asked, uh, you know, why, why me? And the answer is because the outgoing man now no longer has the power to do it, All right? Yet in the front page of the Tribune, um, I'm accused of being not transparent and somehow my, my darn communication policy gets lumped into it. And I just want to say, you know, that's disingenuous because some of those counsels were on the emails and I can prove it. And so I released a statement to you. I didn't get interviewed by you. Um, and you upset some people when you put them in the title. Um, you know, you made a leap to the indemnification. I didn't bring you to that, that's, right? That's true. Um, so to me, uh, I'm going to move off Sober House now because I'm, I released the complaint and the s settlement document because, again, they were negotiated before I took office. It was over and done with. Um, but isn't it sad, though, that like... You do something, yeah. and immediately they attack your motive. Yeah. Immediately they attack you as a person. They're not saying, look, we disagree with this. We think it's bad for yeah. the city. It's you're involved in a conspiracy. Like somehow you're a bad right. – it always goes back to you're a bad person. Yeah. And, I, and I've actually talked to the reporter at the Tribune and said – You'll get nowhere with that. You've got to be a little bit more – No. So I, rele I released the complaint, and you were one of the people who read it. I released the settlement. It's clear that my hand is not in any of them. And anybody who doubts that, 
please, I'm not going to try to embarrass any counselor. Come down to City Hall, and I will show you the emails where counselors know. I'm trying to move Methuen forward. I'm not trying to stick a finger in any counselor's eye, but let's talk facts, right? That was over and done with. And by the way, um, even people who aren't fans of mine said, you've got anti-discriminatory laws Mm -hmm. that that exist in this country for a reason. And and so it it is what it is. And there's a criminal referral to the attorney general's office for a criminal investigation because of some of the comments that were made by counsels at the table during that. But again, now as the chief executive officer of the city, I'm telling you that I'm hoping what was done, um, you know, uh, Major Juga came in and we unveiled his portrait. Um, You know, I wish him the best in his retirement. Um, I can't honestly say I agree with a ton of things he did, but there's a few things he did that I do agree with. This is one of them, right? Uh, he, he did the right thing. Well, nobody, we, nobody's all bad or all good. Right. Right? Even right. people that, you know, like I'm not a big fan of Steve Saber, but, you know, yeah. at least once a meeting I go, you know what, he's right about that. Yeah. So here's the, here's the thing. So indemnification, you made a leap. It got some people upset. Uh, somebody accused me of calling people liars on the Facebook. Let's be honest with you. When a counselor releases a statement on Facebook and then follows it up with a letter to the editor saying the mayor's office is bullying on and uh, indemnification, I want to be crystal clear. I'm for it. I hear what you say. I'm for it. What I'm worried about is the general nature of what has been written. So scope of duties needs to be clearly defined. If we have individuals who are serving on boards, commissions, or councils, or the mayor, elected officials, who after training, we went to a training together by the IG's office on the 25th of February, where they told us not only about roles, but what things you should be careful not to say in an open public forum. None of them paid attention. So to me, I turn to the citizens and say, if somebody willfully states something that's false and it causes the city to be sued, uh, I'm not sure I want the city to be indemnifying them. I'm pretty sure I don't want, I'm pretty sure I don't want the city because, and here's the thing, I may not live in Methuen. Yeah. I may not have a stake in Methuen. I've seen that. All right. However, you guys had to borrow $4 million of my state tax dollars (laughs) that people in North Andover pay very heavy, very heavy uh, uh, state taxes on. And if this fails, if the city fails in the next year, I don't know if many people know this. Diana Zogli has already got a bill written for yep. full receivership for the city if, the, yep. if, if any of this fails. Yep. So I want to see Methuen succeed because I don't want to see any more of my state tax dollars going to Methuen the way it's going to Lawrence. Yep. Because once that happens, the money becomes a black hole and the money just gets thrown out the window for all kinds of stupid things yep. and nobody ever has any accountability for it. Yep. I, I, I don't disagree with that. So I, And I know what you're saying so you about Diana's foreign- true. I talked to her. I, I'm I'm for indemnification. You know, I'm in the midst of looking at. Um, you know, we had an independent outside counsel give me some advice, um, and so I'm reading that right now. Okay. All right, and but I'll you, make my decision it, informed on that. Here's the thing: if you give additional indemnification, you had city councilor. I know you don't like to embarrass anybody, but I just like I believe in calling it like it is. Uh, you had city councilor Jim McCarty said on TV, not at a council meeting, but he said on TV during the election that the chief and the superior officers were involved in a, quote, criminal conspiracy. Now, if they choose to sue him for libel or for slander or whatever they want to sue him for, the city taxpayer should not have to pay that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, he, accused, he accused them of committing felonies, and they're police officers. Yeah. 
I mean, these guys have to go into court and they have to raise their right hand and testify. And the last thing in the world the city needs is for these smarmy defense attorneys to start bringing up comments by, by, by city councils and saying, well, why should we believe you? Your own city council says that you commit felonies. Oh, yeah. Well, I, and so I didn't. I haven't seen that, so I'm not going to comment on it, right? So. But I'm saying if, if you have counselors who are going to say things that are going to cause them to get sued, but they know they've got indemnification. So we don't, we don't saying, disagree with that. They're we, saying we this agree. now. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if you give them additional indemnification. Yeah. They'll be slandering people every night. Yep. Well, I, I don't know that they will. I think it's all part of an education process. If you look at what so I naive. said when I, re, when I released the complaint, what I said is it's imperative for elected officials, council members, and board and commission members to understand that what they say during an open meeting has ramifications. Mm. You need to pick your words carefully. And I go back to the other night. We had a counselor right after the training say, "This said, we didn't get to see the other resumes. That's not your job. Right. 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 So don't trust me. Again, it's not about me versus you. Let's do the best thing for the city of Matone, period. Carrying forward. All right. I got other topics. I want All right. To let's from. go. All right. So uh, during the last couple of weeks, I, I communicated with the governor. Okay. He's one How is Charlie? I like Charlie. I'm, I'm one of a few right wingers that still like the guy. Yeah. So um, there have been bonds sitting there waiting for the city of Methuen to reach out, and I want the citizens to know we have reached out. We reached out and asked, and before I did, I met with uh, State Senator Diana Zoglio, uh, Rep. Minicucci, um, uh, Rep. Linda Dean Campbell. So we're trying to get the, and we're going to host the meeting. Uh, we talked to the Lieutenant Governor. We're going to have her up here because. Um, we want to talk about how we move the city forward. You're going to bring her on the show? I'd love to. So um, part of, uh, and, and you know, I like the idea of bringing the state reps with me. That's a great idea. Me too. So they are all aware. I've had discussions with them, and they've come to me, and I love the discussions about what can we do for Methuen. Right. And that has been largely monetarily focused. So I'm going to tell you a couple things. So um, we have asked the governor to release a $750,000 bond a $3 million bond, and a second $3 million bond. Nice. Now, will we get all of those? No. Um, but we're hoping for at least the seven fifty and the 300000 I mean, excuse me, the $3 million. And the reason we are is because those are focused on specific areas. So they were bonded for specific items. And so the 750000 we want to parlay with 200000 that Linda Dean Campbell helped us get from DESE. That's um, education. Okay. Um, elementary and secondary education in the state. Um, and we're we're going to bring to council a plan to redo the track at Methuen High School, which has been in disrepair for somewhere between eight and ten years. I know when we did uh, the council debates during the election, that came up a lot. Yep. Yeah, and it's going to Steve Angelo. I think that was his big thing. Yeah, and Steve's been working with uh, one of my teams. Um, he's a great guy. He is great a great guy. guy. And a shout out to him. I'm actually he, sad he didn't. He win. lost his grandfather. So I'm I went sorry that to way. hear that. Good man. Um, so that 750000 coupled with uh, the 200000 that Linda got us from DESE, helped us get from DESE, uh, Diana's helping us get the $750,000. Um, we're going to, A, fix the track the way it should be so that it becomes a, a gem for the city. And we're going to fix some parks throughout the city as well so that people have places to take their children are proud and can see, you know, um, shovel work being done. That's part right. A. Part B, the $3 million is, is kind of earmarked for the DPW. Our DPW facility is an eyesore, and it is in it's dangerous. dire need of repair. It's dangerous. Right. And this is bonded a couple of years ago. 
So I'm, I'm not sure why we didn't go after it more aggressively before, but I turned to the residents and say, we're doing that. Right. We're after it. Okay, over and above that, I had discussions with Christina Minicucci and uh, uh, Linda Dean Campbell. And so uh, I'm going to come to city council with a proposal to start a, a project, and I've talked to several residents about it, to uh, increase the security in our neighborhoods and work you know, towards the reduction of gang violence and drugs. And we're going to put cameras in the neighborhoods. We're going to reinvigorate uh, neighborhood committees, some of the watches, and we're going to couple that with an investment in some cameras. And the council is going to have to see fit to help me with this mm-hmm. uh, because there is some abandoned property money that we can start the process with. But I've asked Linda Dean Campbell, hey, we could use $300,000 to do this specific thing. And so that's a, you know, when just I had a the, couple of examples. When I had the Lawrence chief here, he yeah. said that the cameras were, they've had them now for over a year. Mm-hmm. He said the cameras were instrumental, instrumental. in the Agreed. crime going down in Lawrence because as soon as something happens, they can pull that camera up yep. in that neighborhood, yep. see the plate, see the license plate, see who it was, get a description of the guy, and usually get them before they leave the city. And, and before people say, so it isn't just to solve the crime, it's a deterrent too, right. because now people people realize that you're, you're, you're watching them, right? right? So um, I guess my, my only, my only yeah. concern about that is sure. we had Chief Solomon on here. We, we talked about that a couple yeah. months ago. He said, you know, the increase in crime in the Arlington neighborhood is because Lawrence has all these cameras on the other side of the border. Yeah. If we put up cameras, they're just going to move up another four blocks. Yeah. So you can't put them everywhere. What do you do? Well, so it depends, <laughs> it depends on how much money we get, right? So my attempt is to put them all over the city, not just put them in the Arlington okay. neighborhood. And that's why I've talked to people in the west end of the city. I've talked to people in the Arlington neighborhood. I've talked to people in the east end. And so uh, we're trying to form it. I've had Council Safi come to me about, you know, the neighborhood committees. And so that's, I'm going to have a meeting with her very shortly about how do we, how do we kick it off in certain neighborhoods, right? Linda Susie would be the great person to talk to about that. I did. She has formed many committees over the years. And so uh, we're also going to reach out to the folks on, if you're watching from Riverside Drive, um, I'm not obtuse. I saw during National Night Out last year that that was an area that had a lot of people interested. And so, um, you know, we're going to focus on certain things like that. And that's going to happen pretty quickly. And transitioning, that is, uh, I don't know if you can see, this is this is the document I've been promising, which is my goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I clearly didn't take the right paper out of the printer when I printed them to get on here. But you can see, and uh, we're going to release these probably within the next week. Each of them, as you can see, has a quarter of the year that they're focused on. Uh, and some of them, so uh, let me talk about one. So uh, one of the goals in here someplace says uh, re- re-engage and develop the trust of the citizens of Methuen municipal government. Sounds pretty. Sounds pretty. Here's how you do it. Um, so we've got an RFP out there to do an audit of our police department. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, well, why? So that's department one, right? So we put the RFP, we went public with it Sunday. It was in the paper. I've got the ad, Goods and Services. Uh, Monday, we had three. Again, that ad was not in the Valley Patriot for everybody. It was not. I'm sorry. Um, It was was, uh, Monday morning, we had three respondents. Uh, As of today, we have 14 respondents, meaning people who pulled the package. That doesn't mean they'll all bid, but it's it's a sign that there's interest. Right. Um, I did the line-by-line of the DPW budget. Um, They are next up for the full external audit. Right. And so these are incremental steps, right? 
So uh, the police audit, the expectation would be finished by the third quarter this year, and we would have put in place, you know, any um, actions to address any issues we identify. The DPW would be finished by the end of the year, and then we would carry those actions into 2021. But we're we're trying to address the things that need to be addressed. And so to the citizens, but when I say we're we're going to publish this package so that you can see it, and and some of them are uh, you'll hate them. Tom, but Probably. Um, you know, one of them talks about uh, came from one of the committees that we formed when I got elected. Was this an artist of the year or artist of the week or something? I, I love the silly artist of the thing like that. Oh, come on! Uh, but such be- trouble. Beautification of the city is an important piece. Uh, yeah. Piece. We've got to clean up the city, so we're going to have some specific things that we do. Uh, targeted around the appearance of the city and how we're going to get it there, right? And we've got a lot of people advising us and we did name our artist of the month for march so yeah, i'll make sure you get that for the yeah, patriot yeah we won't be publishing that no no i get those from jim frontini every month <laughs> i used to get them from jujuga and zany every month i get them from lawrence every month and to me it's just fluff it's just it's like not fluff. hey look it, this, this looks like i'm doing something but i'm really not doing anything at all well let me just say in the month of february the artist of the month was jennifer loisel she had some amazing artworks that she brought in yeah and that's great if you're into art but this yeah. is, we're trying to run a community I here i am i'm and, into art all right well, yeah. So the art, the arts and cultural. Oh, and I want to go one one more thing that's on here that yep. we're going to talk about is boards and commissions. All right. So we finished our work on boards and commissions. We've reached out. To, there's letters going out to the community. We're asking people to use the new talent bank app. We're going to start uh, changing or filling because we've got a lot of expired members on boards and commissions, uh-huh. and we're going to go back to the council with uh, the desire to appoint people to boards and commissions that they have asked to be. But part of it was explaining for um, the public what the boards and commissions do. It's great to say, I want to be on the uh, Forest Lake Commission. What do they do? Right. What are they responsible right. for, and when do they meet? And So we put all that together, um, and that's getting published this week as we speak. Right. Now, when you do the uh, audit of the police department, which, yep. by the way, the chief has always been for and has said yep. from the beginning he's, he's always it. been for, um, I think you should put Mike Tamar in charge of that. Like When that comes out, you should put him in charge of going through it. Yeah. And I know he and I have a very different views about the police department. Yeah. But he's a cop, and he knows how to read this stuff like a cop. And regardless of what our difference is, I think having him in charge of that, I think, would be a good thing. Well, um, we're going to disagree on in charge of, right? Okay. So he's on the Public Safety Committee. I will tell you that he um, – I respect him a great deal. Uh, he read the RFP before it went out. He gave me feedback, um, as did the Inspector General, and might want to put this, might want to change that. Um, I got feedback saying, oh, you've clearly done this before. Writing an RFP is nothing new to me. Um, so um, his imprints are on it. I should say the Public Safety Committee, of which he's the chair, has inputs on it. Um, he will be welcome to see the bid. When I open the, the envelopes for the bid in a short time here, uh, he and the Public Safety Committee are welcome to be there and be part of it. It's going to be as transparent as possible. Uh, we're going to pick people that are external objective. And a perfect example is, you know, people, a typical RFP has a non-collusion statement. For the ones we're doing external, for the DPW, will be the same as the police. We're making the whoever bids on it sign affidavits saying they have no relatives, friends, or associates in the city of Methuen. And that's important. Uh, an affidavit is over and above because if after the fact you find out that they did have something and they spun something a certain way, there's a legal liability. Yeah. Right, yeah. So uh, we're trying to do things the right way. And uh, Council Smart is aware that he will be involved in, in watching it. 
not in charge of it though. So mm-hmm. this is something that you know. It's again, if you go back to what the IG taught us all, his role as a counselor is. Um, am I running over? Yeah, we're a little over by the time. We're going to give you five more minutes. All right. So um, his role as a city counselor is oversight, and I want him to have that oversight and know that you know he can trust the results of that audit. And I think you know if you were, if he was to walk in this room and you would ask him, do, do you trust? He would say, I trust it. Okay. Right. Yeah, really no. good. We got about five minutes left. Actually, yeah. we're a little over, but I want to give you five more minutes. If there's anything else you want to uh, that you want to address, uh, it was good to see that at least one of your uh, hires for the HR director did get. I think it was eight. Yeah. To, was it eight to one? Did Jessica actually vote? All right, so, yeah. um, and then you do have some things that the council is working with you on. And, yeah. and listen, I, I'm an optimist, yeah. I, I, but I'm also a realist. Yeah. And I don't. I You're don't here s- to balance me. I'm, I'm the optimist. I, I don't see the council in general. Um, working with you and having things, everybody be on the same page and actually just kind of looking forward to making Methuen better. Yep. However, there are times when that does happen. Yep. And I think it's incumbent upon people like me who kick the crap out of people when they don't do that to yep. give them kudos when they do yep. because hopefully they'll do that more. Now, I took no position on the treasurer council, uh, treasurer tax collector position. Yep. To me, it doesn't really matter. I think the mayor should have the person that he wants, if it's as long as it's within the bounds of the law. The council said no. What do you do now? Yeah, so great question. So uh, we've reposted. Okay. And so, um, and if nobody applies, it actually has what the council thinks that they should have. What happens then? That's uh, a stigma. Then, then we've got to. So, and I'm going to say, I, I've got to sit down and talk to the councils and say, here's the position we're at. Right. Uh, how do we move forward here? Right. Yep. Because um, I'm not going to go to you know. I can't have counselors saying it's a slap in the face to bring a candidate forward. But, but he's going to say that no matter what. I mean, well, he's going to, I mean, it's not. And so, and, and so I explained to the public, it's not a slap in the face. It's understanding what the role requires and how it's different from some of the other things. I ran on a campaign that said I would put the best and brightest in, in position. It's on me, right? So this is not my. You know, I'm not picking my nephew to do this job. Right. It's on me to make sure that they do the job they're supposed to do. Final question. Yeah. We hear. I don't get to talk about we, Notre Dame, Crystal Ray. Uh, if you want to do it in your wrap-up comments, we you are can. thrilled. Okay. Um, we. I'm hearing counselors talk about the superior officers contract. Council McCarty the other day talk about how much uh, he wants to know how much the police chief contract is if we, if they want to buy him out. He, he, des- away, yeah. he desperately wants to get rid of G- uh, Chief Solomon for yeah. personal reasons. But my concern is that the police department wasn't $6 million in the red over a two-year period of time. The school department was. Yeah. And I don't hear anybody on the council saying, hey, wait a minute, we need copies of the, of the consultant contracts yeah. in the school department, the teacher contracts, the administrator contracts. How much stacking is going on in those contracts? Who was hired while we were four million in the red and, were, and jobs were still being posted? People were still being hired and people were still getting raises while we were four million in the red. None of that is going on. You're the mayor. You sit as chairman of the school committee. Mm-hmm. Can we get some of that? Yeah. Um, so we can. Um, so let me just say this. Um, you know, I, I think um, I don't dispute the right of the citizens of Methuen to know. Um, the detail on any contract. They have that right. Um, I just worry about the intent to inflame, right? Mm-hmm. So I would tell you what, I'm, what I've tried to do in the first eight weeks in the job is calm the tensions a little by being as transparent as possible. Now, to your point, that has not worked as successfully as I would have hoped. Somebody tried to warn you. Somebody tried to warn me. But I would tell you that um, I'm a big believer that 
people learn to trust you when you're consistent in your behavior, and I will be consistent in my behavior, uh, I, I would encourage those folks, um, you know, there is no intent to hide or, or boondoggle anything here. It's to be as transparent as possible. But if you're going to do that with one position, do it with all of them. Can I, can I, can I just bring up, and, yeah. and I know you're, you're going to hate that I'm doing this at the end no, of the show, no. but you just said something that really got, got to me. Yeah. I sent in a public records request. You did? I sent in a public records request, and I asked for any lawsuit that, that, that uh, the city had, had either settled or was involved in as a result of comments made by city councilors. I was told by the city solicitor, we don't have that. I don't know. There's nothing here. That I mean, it's, it's Ripley's. Who could believe it? And then three days later, yeah. I got a copy because you released, uh, maybe it was five days later, I got a copy of the Sobahouse situation yeah. where it specifically has Councilor Sabre's quotes in it. And yeah. now the councilors w- w- didn't get reelected. Yeah. Um, and I looked at that and said, well, wait a minute. I have this email from the city oh. saying this, this doesn't exist. It didn't happen. And five yeah. days later, I get... I get a lawsuit that's got the council's well, quotes so in it. I, I'm not going to defend the city solicitor because he's not here. He's on vacation enjoying his daughter's wedding as he should. Uh, but I would tell you that if he was here, he would probably say what I would expect him to say is it wasn't settled because of the council's comments. It was settled because um, we have anti-discriminatory laws in the United States, and those were the driver for the settlement of it, right? When I read that, that's what I walk away with. Now, to your point, should should – People have said some of the yeah, things I said. No, but no. Yeah. It's in the complaint. I get it. But, and I'm not trying to do a fine line with you. But the suit wasn't settled because of a council statement. So you're, you're. No, I didn't say settled didn't because say, of. I just yeah. said involved. That involved a lawsuit that was filed or settled because yeah. that involved statements by city councilors. Yeah. And I'm paraphrasing, of course, but we I know can, that's the way We can invite the city solicitor on but, the uh, show. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, know, that's. A, I don't know that you'll get him here. Well, I can't invite him because he doesn't work for me. He works right. for the council. Yeah. So we'd have to ask the city council to have him come on the show. Right. So. And that'll never happen. <laughs> I used to have five votes. I don't have five votes anymore. Yeah. So. The producer's given us the wind it All up right, We're winding it up. Yeah. So do you have any, any final comments going out? Um, you're going to be back in another month. I'm I sure have, a lot's going to happen between yep. now and then. Yep. Give us some breaking news. Give yep. us something nobody else well, knows. Well, On your way out the door. I wanted to talk to Notre Dame, but you know that. Nope. Right? So Notre Dame, Crystal Ray. Um, and Sister Mary Alice are coming to Methuen. That's a great thing. Uh, she's got a ton of passion. The city's going to love her. Um, we're actively talking to a couple folks about the back piece of property at the Searles Estate. I'm very hopeful on that. Uh, we are actively engaged with several businesses. Uh, we're talking to the loop about the stop and shop vacancy. Uh, I can't really talk about who's going there yet, but I, I can tell you, you look all excited, though. So it's I either got to be Wegmans or Trader Joe's. <laughs> no, it's because... not Wegmans. But those of you that are uh, soliciting Wegmans and Trader Joe's, keep up the good work. Yeah. Because they've said, hey, we got a lot of people from Methuen reaching out. Mm-hmm. We want that. And um, my future daughter-in-law just loves me to death with the Trader Joe's stuff. Um, there are good things happening in the city of Methuen. And, and I say that to you, you know, sometimes um, we, we focus entirely on all the negative and all the drama. And I would tell you, we're, we're going to be turning a corner here because uh, good things are happening. Businesses are, are coming to Methuen. We are actively engaged uh, with a number of businesses in, in I don't want to say luring because that sounds, you know, underhanded. Yeah, just don't take Salvatore's out of Lawrence. No, we won't take Salvatore's okay, out of right. Lawrence. Um, um, but, you know, there's a number of them. And, and I will admit, you know, I've, I've met several times with the owners of Battleground Coffee. 
They're wonderful people. And oh, I'm yeah. hoping to convince Her- them. Hero to veterans, too. Yeah. Yeah, heroes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, good news coming. All good right. news coming. All right. Well, I want to All thank. Right. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut you off. You That's all right. Uh, and, and so the only other expectation is uh, when, this con- when the contract goes to arbitration, I want the citizens to be prepared. I don't anticipate that when I come back on the show uh, the beginning of April that the arbitrator will have made a ruling. That would be unbelievably fast. Right, it will take several months before. Really, I, I thought oh, yeah. they usually came back pretty quick on no. this. No, no, I'm told three to six months. All right, usually. on the superior officers contract, you're yep. talking. Yep. Okay, and then you know you're gonna have to go in emergency mode if they win. I mean, every everything's off the table. Everything you're working on, everything, all the plans, everything that's happening, it all has to get put aside. And you're gonna have to figure out how you're gonna lay off thirty cops or, or not lay off thirty. Well, cops. how we figure out how we run the city. Yep. Right. Yeah, yep. that will become mission one. All right. I want to thank Borelli's Deli. Love Borelli's Deli. They've got uh, not only great meats but good hot subs. Uh, great tortellini, by the way. I picked up some tortellini the other day. Climate design systems. If you're having an HVAC problem uh, or you just want to change your HVA system, call Nina at Climate Designs. Home Health Care of Methuen. Uh, we appreciate them. They're officially in, I think, as of today. Uh, the Police Superior Officers Union, um, whom we love and we love to death, especially since it pisses off Steve Saber and Jim McCarty. Uh, Ron Marsan and Sun Construction. If you have a roof that needs to be fixed, you have windows need to be replaced, give them a call. Thank them for supporting the, the Paying Attention podcast. Uh, Jason Maku with Maku Towing. Um, you having a problem with your car, as I'm actually having right now. I may have to call him in the next week. Uh, give Jason a call. AFC Urgent Care. Uh, in in Methuen and North Andover, and of course, McLennan Real Estate. And if you're looking to buy a house, I'm, I'm sharing all of their uh, posts on my page. Yeah, so. it's the best. And I'm going to say best. as we sign off, love you, mom. <laughs> love you. I'll come see you shortly. Melvin Taylor says we got to go home, so go home already. <laughs> <laughs>